Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions Radio. Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. Gabriel Morenci sit alongside the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. What's happening, Gabe? What's up, Cam? Oh, you know, doing all right. Good call. We uh, got it knocking down with the Golden State Warriors last night, and uh, that, that was good. Uh, you talked about it. I'll give you a lot of credit there. Uh, Houston, when things got uh, a little bit sketchy, lots of chucking going on. It's a uh, very similar MO. You talked about the Raptors of... Uh, the, uh, of the West, one game, but very similar in a lot of the things they do when they uh, start to panic a little bit, uh, get out of their sets and chuck. The Houston Rockets uh, Golden State Warrior Series is as done and as over as our horse racing career. Oh, it's that, he, he gone. It's done. It's over. And it's crazy because, uh, you know what, I brought it up on a daily basis. Got to take the Warriors, man. Minus one ten, yep. minus one fifteen, minus one twenty. Then they were like minus one thirty-five, and I said it's still worth it because they're going to be monster favorites against everybody else. And uh, last night, Cam, they went in. They were like minus one thirty-five favorites to win the NBA title right now. Today, as of right now, minus four fifty. Yeah, I'm seeing five twenty-five. Yeah, dear God. <laughs> it's it's like a stock. It just it's just it's soaring. No, we can't say it was free money because they haven't no. won yet. Right, they haven't actually won the NBA title yet, and you you are going to have to wait. I think the NBA finals come to a conclusion, and uh, I don't know. It's probably about August tenth. <laughs> it's going to be somewhere. I don't know. It's there's going to be a lot of days in first, between. First week of uh, August or something yeah. like that. But yeah, exactly. You know, you got to wait till about like June twenty first. That's even the thing about hockey for like a minus one twenty five bet. You got to wait till you know June twenty first. I just don't under even even when I look at both sports, it's like they got to both end earlier. Like these, yeah. it's hot, man. It's in the summer. Like you know what I mean. It's just figure it out, hockey and NBA. You can't be deep running. They should speed. end earlier and, uh, and starter fo- football starts earlier. Yes, yes. Everything should just be bumped up. Like you remember in the old days. I swear to God, dude. I remember the NFL starting like September first. Yeah, like the first. That was, yeah, the right after August, the first September, Sunday yeah. of September. No, not September and if it or all. Like I swear to God, no. I remember once it was like August thirty first slash September first type yeah. deal. It was like the last weekend. And I remember there was a long weekend, and then boom, football yes. would start. Yes, but now there's a week in between that, and then you get the Thursday night game. Yeah, now they bumped it to that. You know, September eighth on yeah. Thursday, yeah. and then the eleventh, then and, and even college football. Yeah. College football used to be. August 31st, September 1st-ish, everybody's playing. Yep. You know, now it's sort of splintered. You know, oh, we'll have Kyle play uh, Hawaii in Australia (laughs) on the 24th. You know what I mean? Like, everything's whacked out. Listen, they're talking about it for the, uh, the Canadian Football League, actually. And the CFL is starting earlier this year than they've ever started before, which I actually like. You know what? I got to hand it to the CFL ahead of the curve. Smart. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Well, the other leagues, you can keep on extending it. That's smart of the CFL. 
Because, hey, what do we got with this stuff ends? they're pitching? Oh, screw because them. there's talk in the CFL of moving the Grey Cup up a couple of weeks now. And there's nothing wrong with that either. And, you know, guys like Tim Anderson, oh, no, the Grey Cup is the last Sunday, last Sunday of November, and there's no one negotiating. <laughs> there's negotiating. Like, dude, it's freaking <laughs> cold, man. Just move it up two weeks. Make yeah. it November 14th. Nobody cares, Great right? Point. It's not you, the end of the world. When Winnipeg and Edmonton and those cities host, it is like minus, yeah, it, it, it gets to a point of, like, I enjoy a cold, snowy day, but not like that. That's like <laughs> ice storm cold, you know, your your urine will freeze before it hits the cement type of cold. Dude, and you and I, I, I'm with you. You and I froze our ass off at the last CFL oh, game, and it wasn't even that cold. Oh, we, were, think about we, it. we were in the sun, too. No, but that was crazy, though. We were there in the sun, and we were partying with the with a lot of Ryder fans. We yeah, we met that crazy guy who knew my, my parents with the fur coat and stuff. What a crazy day that was. And then we went out to have a beer and a, and a smoke, and it started snowing. I was like, what the hell? We went, it went from sun to snow. Great day. I lost my cell phone that oh, day. Oh, I remember. you. Were, I remember. Because <laughs> the Denver Broncos, no, it was. I remember the Buffalo Bills, too, were playing San Diego. And yeah, was, that was the it day. It was Buddy Tyler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was... And you're like, I think I should I go all in on Sandy? I don't want to bet against the Bills. Yeah, I, like, I do. Yeah. I didn't take the Bills. I didn't lose money like, that Nate day. Peterman's making his debut, and then I, I and then we checked Babano's me phone. Losing, it was like twenty-eight nothing Chargers. Me losing my phone that day still one of the most baffling things. Like to this day, I really have no idea because I didn't lose it at the game. I remember placing bets, walking out of the stadium. That's true. With the phone, I think I lost it in a taxi. I think I lost it in a taxi going back and forth from that Shoeless Joe's bar because that stupid Apple computer was causing me problems <laughs> exactly. uh, with the charger. It all, comes, it all comes back to the computer. Oh, yeah, like, that was honestly, the night. We, I don't don't even we can tell stories from years ago. And, oh, yeah, yeah, the Apple, uh, the Apple charger and, uh, uh, and computer. It's like, I've got this computer. Um, I can return it up to 14 days. Does what, it, does it what, make me a bad person what, if I what, uh, the use H- the HP? Yeah. No, I, I think a smart person would use it on your trip out east and then return it and say, I'm not happy with the product. Yeah, I know. And but, then get your Apple back. Yeah, I know, but I wanted, the Apple is just going to break down in two, three months anyways. It will. I've already gone through four or five of them. So I, I got, I'm going to return it. You're and, saying Hewlett-Packard's more like not a star player, but he's very, very gritty and more like he, the longevity. He'll have a nice career for you. He might not, be do, he might not make spectacular catches, but you know what? He, he's well, that, we he's need that a possession backup. receiver. We need a backup. <laughs> Uh, but we'll probably get a desktop. We'll return yeah. this. We'll tell them, all right, maybe I'll get an HP uh, desktop, actually. Ooh. I saw an HP desktop for like 900 or 800 or something like nice, that. Nice, nice. The show's starting to cost me a lot of money. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm paying to do this show at this point. <laughs> you love radio, buddy. Somebody asked me, why don't you buy that computer? Yeah, well, yeah because I'm not spending $2,300. Yeah, $3,000? Here you go. Thanks. Come on. Buddy, you've seen mine. Like, I just I, I just hope this thing has enough men- memory to get through. Everyone else, like uh, Cardano, tells me, hey, Engel got some beater there for $179. Never has a problem. Like, well, I don't know, dude. I got a $2,000 MacBook Pro, and I got problems every day. So I think I'm just cursed. So remember yesterday we talked about uh, my boy Shane. So our, oh, Shane, our, our, oh, yeah, our yeah. boy Shane. <laughs> yeah. So we talked basically the walk, the walk of shame and – the walk of shame, when you live in Vegas, the walk of shame is having to walk back to the sports book to bet again because you you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know the walk of shame. Too. Or the walk of shame is having to walk to to the local pharmacy uh, or convenience store that happens to sell the prepaid cards that you need to uh, load up at a sports book. And I hate it. I hate the walk of shame. 
And um, the walk of shame is always made worse because once I get to the place, there's this guy, Shane, that works there at the post office. We talk about it. he's a nice guy, man, but everything's friendly. Everything's slow, right? Like uh, he's a you know he's a it, by, he's a by the book type of guy. Excruciatingly yeah. slow. So yesterday I get there, Shane's not there. It's this other chick. It's not the Chinese chick. It's this other chick. Oh, they really got a rotation. Who's kind of surly? She's a surly chick. This like uh, <laughs> she's an angry woman. All right. So I get there and it's the angry woman, but she's all business, right? So. I just want to get in and out of there, Cam. I don't have a lot of time. I'm going to miss tip-off, and I'm trying to get in and out. I just got to get in and out of there, You man. got a lot of things I to do. I got a show coming up. or like, I got a trip. Like, yeah, I don't have time to stand around in a post office. So just my luck, Cam. So I get in there. There's no line. There's no one there, and it's the chick. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. Perfect. I'm like, this is going to yeah, be. We're going to fly through this one. It's going to be 30 yeah. seconds. I'm going to be out of here. Bam. I tell her I need uh, 250 on a pay save. And unfortunately, this stupid trip, I had to put 500 on a stupid prepaid card because I got to get a hotel. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I'm like, 500 on this prepaid card, 250 on this pay safe. And uh, she's like, no problem. Then their computer froze. You can't make this up. Like she tells me. She goes, oh, we've had a problem with this. She goes, you know, last time I tried to do a pay safe, the whole system shut down. And I look at her. I'm thinking, yeah. you can't make this up. So I stood there, and I said, well, how long is it going to be? She goes, well, I don't know. It could be a minute. could be 10 minutes, or the computer might be uh, toast right now. I don't know. But I already paid. I just gave her 750 oh, oh, bucks. That's the thing. I said, yeah, my, my point, my next <laughs> comment was, that's a lot of cash to be walking around you know with. these deals. 750. It's non-refundable. I know it is. I know. Once you get that yeah, thing, yeah. it's, so all it's right. already paid. Like, yeah. So it's basically like, I, you know, I couldn't. It's there. I couldn't just say, because I started to do the heavy breathing and sigh type thing. <sighs> so I'm standing there. Nah, yeah, no, I, I, no, I do too. I make like a, like like a, like a, you bang yourself, your leg or something like I that. I was like this close to telling her, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Just give me the seven hundred and fifty dollars back. I can't stand here waiting all night for this, right? Uh, uh, but I couldn't do it because it's not refundable. So I was screwed. And then me and the lady, and I'll give this lady too. I don't know why she did this. Can't. It took it took like uh, it took seven minutes actually in the end. All right. So we but still seven minutes standing there waiting for the receipt and the piece of paper to pop up long time. But instead of serving everybody else, she let the uh, entire line accumulated. Yeah, just, just well, <laughs> Yeah, like she could have she could have served those people. Said, Sir, I'll deal with your problem yeah, now. But yeah, but instead yeah. she sat there and stared at the computer with me. Like we were both just sitting there looking at the computer waiting for it to move and it said please wait and i asked her i said how long does this take with the please wait usually and uh, she goes i don't know she goes they shut the system down the other day she likes me because i'm surly so like the surly so someone was like excuse me and she's like you're gonna have to hold on a second (laughs) and i was just thinking thank god that i wasn't in that line like, I yeah, thank find, God you were the first guy there. Yeah. I, got, I got to find a new store to buy. I, I'm with, no, but you know what, though? It's funny you mentioned that because I have the same store in the Burbs, and the same thing happened with Portuguese Go- Joe. He was shaking him down with a package. Is it the proper tape? <laughs> I told is you. it the proper? It, it's not. No, it is. It's Shoppers Drug Mart. 
It, yes. It, it is the shopper's drug mart with the Canada oh, that's, Post. So he's going to the same. That's job, the yes. thing. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. They're, all, they're worse we, there than they are at the post we office. We had to send cash through the mail for some. Oh, they're like, oh, my God, they're shaking us down. I thought I thought they were going to bring in the Mounties. It's like, come on, dude. Like, this is very simple. People make business. Like, he, he, he just loses his mind. He goes, I don't deal with them anymore. He goes, like, straight to Purillator or whatever. Like, he's done. He's done. He, he tapped out because he couldn't deal with these people anymore. It's not. It's not just your location. People There's a lot of Shanes out there. People wonder about the post office. <laughs> See that commercial on TV all the time for Stamps.com. Never go to the post, post office, office again. again. <laughs> so maybe I like going to the post office, Jackass. <laughs> Why am I going to pay you a service over at Stamps.com to basically like mail my mail? It's going to cost me yeah. more. Like, that's a good point. You're just a knockoff of the post office. Yeah, you're expensive, stamp. I like it. But then again, though. That guy's voice bothers me for some reason. <laughs> you know, you know yeah, that commercial? I know exactly what you're talking There's about. There's a commercial guy, yeah. Stamps.com. Yeah, I've seen them all. And uh, it starts off, you won't see these people at the post office. They have passions to pursue, businesses to run. It's like the guy's <laughs> acting like the post office is like the emergency room at the hospital. It's like, dude, it's just the post office. It's not that bad. Like, whatever. Like. You know, I bet you whatever line I'm waiting in. So it's not like, a, like I have no extra grief against the post office. You know what I mean? It is what it's your line. It is what it is. It's the post office. That's what you're going to deal with. Yeah, I'm just saying though, these people that work there though, they really like, like to Don, go, Donald Trump go by the book. Donald Trump was bitching about the uh, the post office about uh, Amazon because Donald Trump hates uh, Amazon because the guy that owns Amazon owns the Washington uh, Post newspaper who always rips Trump. Correct. Um, so. He's very anti-Amazon, and he's like, Amazon is destroying uh, the United States Postal Service. He's like, yeah, U.S. Postal Service busy running around delivering this guy Amazon's packages. It's got to stop, right? Basically, the truth is, without Amazon, the post office would be broke. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's like Uber and Uber Eats and all this stuff, all these food ops. Totally say McDonald's, Kim. Remember a couple of years ago, it's all you heard about, like, McDonald's stock crashing and McDonald's are closing. It was like the first time and like ever that more McDonald's franchises closed and opened in a year. You know what also helped like McDonald's? They, they were struggling. Yeah, they were. But now they you were. go to a McDonald's and every time you go in, you'll see, man, they're making like 60 burgers. They're kicking stiff. Uh, they're, it's all because of the Uber Eats and uh, also their coffee. Yeah. The coffee That's, market. That was my point. Yeah. They basically had, like, my... They've stepped into the coffee oh, my girlfriend market and they're doing well. My girlfriend interviewed the guy from uh, McDonald's Canada or whatever, and she was on the food beat, and she was saying, uh, that's what he said. He goes, without coffee, we'd be done. Like, they, it actually saved them. That well, you, know, cafe stuff. you know what it was, actually, was um, Tim Hortons, actually, since they're so cheap. Yeah, their coffee's getting worse. They didn't want to pay the uh, Colombian supplier. Uh, for the, I guess Tim Hortons had some really cool beans before. Yeah, yeah. they're getting the good stuff now. Now they're getting, now they're getting. So the, the new beans. dude didn't want to pay. He's like, man, we're buying so much coffee from you, some coffee farm type thing. You know, why should we pay so much? We're Tim Hortons, and uh, McDonald's got wind of it. Oh yeah, and basically stated, what do you want? And they basically got so everyone that's, oh, I don't know why I like McDonald's coffee now, and I don't like Tim Hortons. Yeah. Dude, you they, got the they, beans. they've got the beans now. <laughs> I love it. The beans. They've got the beans. 
I don't drink coffee. I do, and I'll tell you McDonald's coffee is fantastic. <laughs> I will go on, and I will say, actually, it's funny. I just had a Tim Hortons coffee, very watery compared to McDonald's. I am pro-McDonald's as a whole, though. I think they're a good uh, corporation. Been, I'll tell you, by the studio they've here. They've been feeding people for years. You said it, though. That this guy's like, I'm seeing people in your building. Like, I'm usually, telling you. Usually it's like a Kentucky Fried Chicken, Swiss Chalet, Chicken or No, what? I see a lot of McDonald's bags in these Uber Eat guys now, too. You said it. Like, they're really packing a punch with fast food. It was really a nice shot in the arm for McDonald's. He, it's like new technology hurts some people, helps help some, some people. people. You know, it, it, goes, it goes both <laughs> ways. It's sort of like a, a late free throw in a basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. La, la, last night the total was uh, two. How about that, Cam? Total was 225 and a half last night. Lands at 225. Unbelievable. And you know more people would probably take the over. In See, a that gold that helped game. some people. It hurted some people. I think it hurt more people. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, yeah. It, it, it always comes down to that. It's always the last shot. It's always the last free throw. You know the way it's going to be. But, hey, I'm going to be riding Golden State. We'll talk about this with the big man game, but uh, Houston's favored again. The exact same line, minus one and a half. And, and now we talk, you said the series price at the start was like minus 180. Now it's minus 525. It's like you could have really cashed in uh, with gold. Yeah, that's State. a good point. So now you're getting a team that somehow is like minus 525 as underdogs. It's like it's a bizarre yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. But we're, hey, we didn't fall for the trap. Listen, Houston seemed to be pretty freaking defeated after. I called it. I said they're the Toronto Raptors of the West. And yep. you looked at them. Dude, they looked like fans basically were like basically in tears after the game. Yeah. Uh, the Houston Rocket players just sort of had that vacant look, to like glazed of like, holy shit, man! Like, really, we're gonna get swept? This is like this is how this season's ending. Golden State barely even tried. I know, like they really weren't even in full. They toyed with them. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network iHeartRadio, and uh, many, many other uh, platforms. I'm Gabriel Morenci, alongside the Raging Reddit Camp Stewart Lou from Gamblu.com will join us on a Tuesday this week instead of his usually uh, Wednesday spot. That's right. Why? Because Arizona Diamondbacks are playing tomorrow afternoon. Oh, afternoon game. Lou goes. It's Lou's uh, first uh, afternoon game. Uh, Lou doesn't go to uh, many D-back games, but uh, they, play, they seem to play – like once a month, once every three weeks or so on Wednesday afternoons and uh, lose there. Yeah, that's it. That's lose time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, the Diamondbacks are really starting to piss me off. We were both on them last night, and uh, they had a chance in a couple innings. They were getting to Guerra, they, and then all of a sudden, boom, they just they, they just got out of innings. Milwaukee started to rake. Like, the, the Diamondbacks are one of those teams, like, very, very flashy, 
But you know what I mean? They when push come to, to play that's, at the pace that's, they the, that's the thing. They're a good baseball team, but they're not that. And uh, they're coming back down to earth. Really See if the quick. Dodgers can actually. If the Dodgers better be able to beat Chen tonight. Chen. Chen. Yeah. <laughs> Chen. Chen. The guy's terrible. He is pretty bad. Let's bring in uh, big man on campus right now. Also known as uh, Jeff Nadu on uh, Twitter. Big man, always a pleasure. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing very well, guys. Uh, how are you? Oh, we're doing pretty good there, big man. Just Gabe's getting ready for his trip, and uh, yeah, it's been a pretty decent week. We were both on we're Golden very, State last night. Well, that's great. We're very happy in this neck of the woods that uh, New Jersey will be the sports uh, first uh, sports betting uh, state in the union, other than a couple that we currently have. We're looking forward to about by June 30th uh, betting at Atlantic City Casinos. Very excited, Gabe and Cam. Very happy. Atlantic, yeah, yeah, that's Atlantic right, because I went to a Philadelphia 30th, Phillies huh? game, and you go right down the street. That's Jersey. That's that's the thing. I was right into Jersey. Yeah, yeah. That's when the state, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people might not know this in other parts of the country, but uh, New Jersey is our childhoods. I mean, my mother, my father, their mothers and fathers, we all go to New, uh, New Jersey. We've been there since we were kids. My family has a home there. Uh, Gabe, you know that. Um, I spent a lot of my summer there, and it's really how, like a how second long? home to me, so. How long yeah. does it take to drive from, like, South Philly to Atlantic City? Uh, you could be there. You could leave at night. You could get there in 50 minutes or so. Yeah, it's close. Well, that's close, like, yeah. Like, like, that's hilarious. Like, we're going out to – So there's more so Philly they, types at yes. Atlantic City than there are, like, wow. Manhattanites, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. The, uh, the South Jersey, uh, you know – I never realized out. before, guys, until, like, when I was younger, I, I didn't know. I always thought Atlantic City was just sort of – you know, close to you know, close yeah. to New York City. I Not didn't so, realize. No, no, it's like, Philadelphia. Yeah. I know. Yeah. No, I was confused too because remember when I went on that baseball road trip to the stadiums? Yeah. I didn't know because we were in Philadelphia. We watched the Expos play the Phillies, and I remember we we go down the street and we were in Jersey, and we had that plate. The, I was from the Northwest Territories, big man. It, it, the plate was a polar bear. And the guy from the state well, trooper, dude, all the, the state trooper in New Jersey said, "What the fuck?" Like he thought it was like we were well, some kind of uh, drug traffickers. Oh yeah, all they the flyers this, live uh, in Voorhees, right? Yeah, that's correct. Voorhees, uh, yeah, which, yeah. Which is down. Donnie Wrightside lives in that area. But yeah, no. Um, the thing about Atlantic City is not so many people live in Atlantic City. We all live in the surrounding, you know, cities: Margate, Ventnor. They're all short towns, and they're all right before you get into Atlantic City. So. For us, we can look out our window and Atlantic City's off in the distance. Like, I ride my jet ski to Atlantic City. I'm that close. So it's like, for us, we, you know, it's kind of where we are in the summer. And, and it's, it's, for us, a great thing because we've seen this town really decline a bit. It's still a beautiful town, though. I mean, there's still a lot of history with it. There's still a ton there. And this is going to help a lot. Is it going to bring it back? Is it going to make it you know, some amazing destination? I don't know. Maybe someday. Um, they're doing things to make that happen, but it's a big day. I'm excited, and, and a lot of us sports players are excited to live in the area. It's a I, start. I, I yeah. can tell you. Well, I was talking to my girlfriend, Gabe, and uh, Big Man, and she, you know what she said? Well, Atlantic City, I told her about the sports uh, book, and she's saying maybe we'll do a trip to Atlantic City instead of Vegas every year. Like, we had friends in go. Vegas. Me and Gabe know people there, but if we didn't know the people there, I'd go to Atlantic City yeah, because it's closer, Gabe, cheaper. The problem is, though, Super Bowl weekend, Atlantic City. City. It's off the. It, it is the beach. The boardwalk is yeah. not exactly. That was the problem with the Ravel, right? Yeah. They tried to build it at good call, beautiful facility, and you know they want to make it sort of a vacation spot. Yeah, in the summer it's good, beautiful. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you, 
that was yeah. that was the big problem with Revel because when they built Revel, it was really at the declining time. It really didn't make a ton of sense. They put all this money into it. <laughs> it never really worked. And they, they put it up, Gabe, where basically up in the north end where if you know anything about Atlantic City, the main casinos are Borgata, the Golden Nugget, Harris, those casinos. All the other casinos in the border have closed basically other than Caesars and the Trop. The good casinos are out on the bay end of the island. There's the ocean end, the bay end. They're out on the bay end, so they're not off the boardwalk. You can't walk to them on the boardwalk. You literally have to go, uh, you have to drive or take a taxi. So, you know, for a lot of those shuttered casinos up front, um, they just weren't getting a lot of love. And you know, you're right, that is the negative part. But keep in mind, the, the season in South Jersey and the shore is May to October. And in that time, you can make a lot of money because it's the only gambling destination now and will be now that has the beach. They have the boardwalk. They have the amusements. They have the very nice towns up and down the coast. It's close to all these major eastern cities. So you're right. But for people that live, I know my own family, we get all of our time and all of our thing out of that May to October time. And you're going to have to sit on your house and pay taxes. But um, it's part of the game. That's when the busy season is. You know who? Um, what's interesting, actually, not ta- not talked about uh, much. We talked about Chris Christie and uh, Senator Ray, Les- Ray Lesniak, who deserve credit for getting this going. And specifically, Lesniak got it going. Christie really worked hard at it. But I don't know if you guys remember the lawyer, Ted Olson. Ted Olson, actually, he actually uh, won. Remember the George Bush and the Chads and Al Gore? Oh, yeah. He actually represented George Bush, so a lot of people disliked him because he won the Supreme Court case. The Chads. The Chads. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, the Chads. I know. It's been 18 years, exactly. But, yeah, we're going back a ways. But, yeah, Theodore Ted Olson, he was the attorney for George Bush in the Supreme Court. Well, he was the attorney representing pro sports gamblers. Nice. This guy's a badass. This guy seems Supreme like a winner. Winners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Legendary. If you ever have a Supreme Court case, uh, you can call Ted Olson. Well, uh, I, may, also, I may have one in my uh, lifetime, so I probably will um, hit him up for sure. He also successfully represented Apple in its battle mm. with the FBI over access to encrypted data. So, wow. uh, yeah, heavy. Yeah, heavy this guy's stuff. a heavy hitter. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it takes a lot of heavyweights to get these things over the finish line, man. It's not like, yeah. oh, it's a good idea. Let's do it. It's like you need to hammer them with yeah. a nail and just, you know, get the best attorneys. And, and look, it had to go all the way. Uh, to the Supreme Court, but yeah, no, I'm stoked about this as well. Monmouth is going to be up and running next week, essentially. Yep. Um, so the Atlantic City Casinos, that's going to be a nice uh, shot in the arm. And you know, just think about a typical Sunday, guys, with the Giants games and the Jets games and the Eagles games. Sure. It's gonna, it's gonna add some nice life uh, to the East Coast. It, it really is. And I don't think it yeah, hurts I mean, Vegas either. People were talking about all oh, Vegas this. Vegas already yeah. has their guys. California, you talked about it, the California tourists and whatever. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think it's going to hurt them that much. And if California gets it as well, it's it's interesting though because listen to what Cam just said. Listen to what you know you you've talked about. I mean, you're going to make your first trip because of this, and I think this is kind of you know, for the time being, it's going to be a nice shot in the arm to New Jersey. I mean. The, the, a lot of areas in New Jersey. What are, I like, are, what I like, big man, is Jersey also has recreational weed now too, or at least they they're about to. 
So you've got yeah, gambling. You, you hit every spot. Yeah. Dude, it's like going to Vegas. Yeah, exactly. And, go to and it's a hell of a lot closer. Go to casino and back. I'm getting sick of those five and a half hour flights. I can tell oh. you that. They're, they, you Dude, get the we panic can be all hung over flying back after we'll be back in 58 minutes. Yeah. That's so 58 minute flight. I'm going to tell you, for all these people, and, and this is, again, just my opinion, all these people that say, well, you know, why would I go to Atlantic City when I can just sit at my house in, in, in Burlington County and, and bet from there? Why would I go to Atlantic City? Um, I'll use this argument. I've, they've had casino gambling on the Internet um, from these casinos in Atlantic City for a while. I could sit at my house in Ocean City and play poker instead of going to the real casino and playing poker. But there's an aura of when you go to the casino. You can go there the whole day if you're betting on sports. You could sit there with your friends and watch all – two or three different games at night at, at these casinos. They're, they're probably going to be 24 hours. I mean, there's just a certain aura. And for all those people, well, I'm not going to leave my house. You will. You'll take your girl. You'll take your kids. You'll send them to the beach. And you'll go to the – this will bring Atlantic City back. In the next five, ten years, it will be back where it once was. And that will be a beautiful time for the area because it is a, a beautiful city with a lot to offer. And I'll tell you guys another thing. From a guy that plays table games and blackjack, it's nice to see the virtual hot lady and you're talking to the guys and the millennials and stuff. But I know from playing cards and shoots and stuff, you can't get on a run with those computer ones the same way you can with a human, with the absolute cut and all the things that happen. You're seeing things like millennials like it because they don't like to talk to people. I like to meet that old guy from Nebraska and and have a conversation and say, how you doing, buddy? You enjoying the hotel? And you know what I mean? Some of my favorite. Yeah, that's a great point. Some of my favorite gambling moments, like in poker playing when I was a kid. I remember I, I used to play at the Tropicana when I was 17, 18. They never carded me. I would just play there, and I learned so much from a lot of those people down there. That's a great point, and and you can't you, you can't you can't buy that on the internet. You got to just go do it. That's a great point. For me, legalized sports betting doesn't make me say, "Oh, I'm going to go to this place yeah. now." Because we can do it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, but it helps. But what it does do is it makes me say, oh, I'm never going there off the list. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep, totally. Like, put it, if somebody asked me right now, hey, Marenzi, do you want to go to a Cincinnati Bengal game and hang out in Cincinnati for the weekend? I'd be like, no. no. What are we going to do? Why would I do go that? Go to Chick-fil-A and Skyline Chili? No. Why would I do that? <laughs> I but if you told me, like, uh, yeah, you want to go to you want to go to a Bronco game for the weekend? It's like, well, yeah, they got yeah. they got weed. What they got casinos? They yeah. got gambling. Kind of changes everything. Yeah, exactly. And we've been bringing it up. And big man, you're not. I don't know how far you are, but we were talking about this last night with the boys. Actually, too, we're getting fired up uh, for this. Uh, I'm working on uh, Road Rage Morgantown, West what? Virginia. Yeah, we want to go to West Virginia on a Saturday night <laughs> because uh, get this, West Virginia, they're going to have sports betting too. They're all in. I've heard like. Uh, they're, yeah, they've already they're they're in like uh, it's coming like in the next month type thing. They're going to be one yeah, of the I first. Heard, I heard next Delaware states. and West Virginia were on the list. New yeah. Jersey's next. Monmouth is next week. His big man just stayed at Atlantic City uh, late late June, early July. Everyone's getting ready for football essentially. Uh, Delaware has already been taking parlay tickets for yep. years, right? So Delaware's on board. They're going to be in, but West Virginia is all on board, and. Um, you know, you can drink at a West Virginia football oh, game, no. too. I think they encourage it. They have a guy with a raccoon hat shooting guns. Yeah, the best. I, I think we're drinking. <laughs> uh, you know, Big yeah, Man, too? Fairly, uh, <laughs> I think they're fairly uh, open for things down there. So. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're lubricated. We were talking with Jeff Perdue yesterday from ESPN, yeah. uh, big gaming uh, columnist, and 
Mm-hmm. It was surprising that he said at the time yesterday, he goes, yeah, this just broke that uh, Louisiana is not. Yes. Like Louisiana said, no, we're not. We're not doing and this. And that's so. What? So, so they got a moral code that you talk about it. You could be on a parade float. Grow people are groping girls. Hey, I got throw deeds for yeah, nudity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Deeds. Hey, let's have let's have sex. Let's do that. But oh, gambling's wrong. Like I just don't understand the the moral compass. They approve there. voodoo. <laughs> voodoo, yes. Gambling, but, no. But Cam, you yeah, never heard. You've never heard big man's uh, Jeff. Uh, You've never heard uh, his uh, coach of LSU, uh, you know, the, uh, the coach. Oh, Ed Oregon? Yeah, Ed Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big man, why don't you give Cam a dose? Uh, we'll ask you. So, uh, hey, coach, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on uh, sports betting being legalized uh, yet uh, still banned in Louisiana? Well, I will say this. It's not as good over the phone as it is in if you can see me doing it, but I'll give it my best shot over the phone. What, yeah, because you kind of look like him a little bit. Yeah, you got to I, I like, like it. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, bring uh, it on here. Well, uh, well you know, Gabe, uh, we, we're in Louisiana. We're, we're a bayou town here. We, we're, we're pretty much a laughing stock as it is, but we're a bigger laughing stock now, Gabe. We're here at LSU, a big gambler. As we know, go Tigers. Uh, we got some, you know, we get a little jambalaya, put a little pepper to gumbo down here. Uh, we, we're, we're, we're not happy about this decision. According to our senator, it's not going to happen. Uh, that's good for our players. <laughs> I worry, but, you know, without this, we're, we're, we're a bigger laughing stop. The best. Didn't they interview him? He's like, all he talked about was chicken on a stick on his gas station. They said, Coach, you're going back to Mississippi. What are your memories? I remember uh, I got some great chicken on a stick from an Exxon. From a gas station. Yeah, you know, Gabe, we, uh, there's a a lady in uh, Oxford. uh, What a great woman. Make a good chicken on a stick. Uh, It's a great Sunoco, Texaco. Very good. I bet on my wife, she she puts a little pepper on it, though. Uh, makes it a little bit more spicy. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, chicken on stick, very good. Oxford, go he, Tigers. He, he has the best, like, the way he talks. It's not just the Cajun thing. It's the fact he skips words. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, coach, you're going to Alabama. We go, we go to stay, we go stadium. Like he's like, we don't go to the stadium. He's like, we go stadium. They defense defense very, very good. Like he skips words, this guy. As he does. Yeah, so and remember he was at USC. That must have been weird for that because he's totally at home. Imagine that because he's talking like that weirdest, at USC. Can yeah, you weirdest, imagine uh, him walking into a kid in South Central? Central yeah. no. Like some brother and some brother named DeAndre at Oregon sits down with the mother. I really I you know, I really think you should come to South Central and play for me. But you can imagine the kid kid like what the hell? It happened to me, guys. It was hilarious. I was in Alabama. And I I went into a, a chicken and grit place, like a real local in Tuscaloosa, in uh, in Mobile. Oh, Mobile. Okay. So I'm in Mobile. I go into a chicken and grit place, and I'm like, Yeah, I'll get my chicken, the potatoes, and uh, the corn on the cob. This chick, man, she was like a 400 pound black chick. She just looked at me. She said, What? <laughs> I said, I'll take the chicken. When she goes, I, I really, I, she's like, I I don't understand. She said, where are you from? New York? <laughs> and then she starts talking. She's like, you on the grits? And I was like, what? We were going back and yeah. forth, and like both of us started cracking up, man. I was like, man, we're the same country here, but like it's like completely different. Completely. So you can imagine Ed Orgon like, in California going into South Central, talking to his mother and stuff. She's not going to understand a word he's saying. Yes. he He's very ornery, but yes, he's not very... Uh, 
uh, relatable if you're from South Central or from L.A. or something like that. You're totally right. Cooter, he didn't fit right. He does something right. No, I'll tell you, like, it's perfect in LSU, and kids are going to like to play for him because he seems like a nice, like, down-at-home type of guy that would get along well, he's with a the great, family. He's a he's crappy in-game coach. coach. <laughs> he is, but <laughs> – Isn't he? No, big man, he's one of these guys. Um, he's sort of like the yeah. guy at USC, Chip Helton. Whatever. Oh, he's a good recruiter. I could recruit at USC. You know what I mean? You go down the street and, you know, you get running back. Like, it's not rocket science recruiting USC. I don't know. We'll see. Listen, Chip Helton hasn't been a coach that long, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. All right, hang in here, big man. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I'm getting fired up for college football. Yeah, you sure are. But, um, yeah, I like the Texas Longhorns this year. Over seven. Love it. Hook them horns. Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> big man on campus with us. We'll talk some NBA basketball on the other side. And some baseball. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions continues. Red Heat and Rage. I am Gabriel Moretzi. He is uh, Cam Stewart. We're kicking it with a uh, big man on uh, campus. And, man, my life's just too freaking hectic. Um, I got to be honest, Moretzi. Like, we talked about this before. Like, there's working hard, and then there's, like, I, I don't know. You're some kind of freak because I don't know when you, when you go to sleep. You're doing four radio shows, 5 o'clock in the morning. You're up and doing this, planning that. It's crazy, man. I, I I could just I know you like to work and I know you like to do stuff, but uh, I'll tell you that battery. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's all right. Your your battery's running. No, I'm fine. I can I can handle it. I just don't like dealing with idiots. <laughs> and uh, what the guy in your band? Not all of them. Like they just it's constant. Like I have to say everything five times and repeat yeah. myself. That's the biggest pet, pet peeve that I know. And I say you need, I've asked yeah. him a million times yeah. for the address of where one of our shows is. He's like, "Well, I don't really know." Hooker, you know, like it's just like everything's everything's a production. Yeah. Man, the man will tell you too. Like when you have buddies, I like, can tell them. I go, "Listen, between four and seven Eastern, I'm doing a radio show. When do they call? Oh yeah, four thirty-two, six eighteen. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean, big man. Like I've told these guys, I've known them since they're kids. Like five, ten. They always do. Nobody listens. It's so annoying. Sure. Yeah, Marenzi's bandmates no, no. are. Uh, they're not Even listening. all listening. <laughs> no, that's why it's I don't like, like playing I, in a band. It's like, it's like, for instance, I'll do a show, right? And I'll talk about something. We'll, we'll talk about every baseball game. Five minutes later, someone will DM me. Hey, what do you think of this game today? And this one also. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Dude, I just did an hour show on, on the exact thing you're asking me. Um, you got to listen. No, people don't. People are stupid. People just don't care. They, you know what I mean? Like they, they just want you to respond to them and just tweet them and tell them, so they don't, you know, they don't have to think and uh, yeah. do anything. But yeah, I've got to shut my Facebook page right now because these people hey, are just, just aggravating you're, me. Yeah, you just got steam coming off your head. No, I'm really say. about to snap. Yeah. Like they're just, like they're just so dumb. Like I, one guy staying on a houseboat too. Good luck with that. <laughs> Get to the show. <laughs> what are you doing, man? 
It's like I'm I'm a singer and guitarist of a band. You don't want to tell me where it is Friday. I'm like, where's the show? Now he's like, well, you know, it's already sold out and it's uh, it's limited space. It's private, anyways. We're getting paid. Don't worry about it. I just like, want the address, you yeah, idiot. Like I'm on the stage with you. Tell me uh, where we're playing. Yeah, I don't what know. What the hell's like, going on here? No, is it, a, is it a secret? Yeah, I, people like asking me, "Where are you playing Friday?" I'm like, "Well, I don't know." What am I? I don't know where I'm playing. Like it's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But it's sold out already, and so, you don't know where the venue is. No. Wow. No, I don't know. <laughs> but these guys know. All right, they're not telling we're you. We're getting five hundred bucks. Yeah. He just basically said, "There's no tickets to sell, anyways. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. I'll, then, see, I'll see you at the casino. And then he's like, I got I got you guys a place to stay. You can stay on my buddy's sailboat. And then he says, living the dream. <laughs> living, living the, the dream. dream. Sounds living great. the dream. I like Big Man. <laughs> I got podcasts and radio shows to do, bro. You're not going to do it on international I'm, waters. I'm sure that I'm sure the internet connection's great on the boat in the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> big man. <laughs> you can't make what a joke. You can't make this no, shit up. No, like, it's, it's constant, and it's true too. This is what you're it dealing is. with. We'll, we'll get to this after. We'll talk yeah. about this. We'll even, talk about- even, even Cardano said, "Why do I today?" Tweet goes, "Why do I get the feeling you guys are like going to be like Spinal Tap?" It's like, oh, you got no idea. Yeah, like they're idiots. Uh, like, he knows what's going on. Oh yeah. Anyways, all right. So draft lottery, <laughs> NBA deep breath. I know. Yeah, <laughs> NBA draft lottery tonight. Yeah, seven thirty. So what's this deal with Boston and Philadelphia? If it's the second or third pick, Boston gets it, or if it's a top pick, Philadelphia. I don't even know how this works. I don't yeah. really even care because I'm not a Boston or Philadelphia fan, and it just enrages me because Philadelphia and Boston are already good. Like, they get better. Philadelphia most likely is going to get like the 10th pick or something like that. But I guess there's like a 1% or 2% chance, isn't there, big man? If if the Lakers end up with the number one pick, it would be the Sixers pick. If the pick falls between 2 and 5, the pick would go to the Celtics. Uh, and if it falls between 10 and 13, it goes to the Sixers, which is the most uh, likely option. I think that's at like 80%. But if it would fall like 7th or 8th, uh, Sixers would not get that pick. You know the Cavaliers, when they won it with, uh, with Wiggins, they only had a 2.5 percent chance of winning the lottery. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's unlikely, but hey, um, we can hold that hope. It's I think it's 1.1 percent chance. Um, listen, I, I'm you know I'm a big NBA draft guy, the college team. I'm very high on the top 15 picks in this because I think this is a great class from one to 60. I think you're going to have a lot of really good basketball players. They're going to make waves at the next level. So you know, look, I love the number one pick, sure, but you know it's interesting. It would put the Sixers in a weird spot because. They have Julio Okafor already. Uh, the number one pick is DeAndre Ayton. You have to wonder where he would fit in. But um, I think wherever the Sixers pick from, I think they're going to get a great player. Um, we'll, we'll see what, what whatever ends up happening. But you're right. It, it, it's not impossible. People are raving about this kid from Slovenia uh, sure. right now. Uh, uh, you know. Oh, no. like Because, yeah, you were saying, like, the, the Arizona, you could go get the, the player from Arizona at the first pick, but but he's already at Real Madrid, and, like, he's got international experience. He's a man. That's a that's a feather in your cap, don't you think, there, Morenci? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And we see there's some good uh, – I don't have any problems if, uh, with if, the Eastern European players. If I want a guard, he would be the pick by a wide margin. I mean, I'm a big European fan as far as – these players and the, at the next level, it's rare you find a bad European player. It just doesn't happen. They're well groomed. They've been. Well, you look at Ben years. Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah. not European, but Australian, been playing against men and on the Australian team, etc. Um, you yeah. know, just the I development. Mean, you look at it, the it, it, yeah. 
I mean, that kid's a bonus for he came to Gonzaga. He'd been playing since he was like 13. I think he'll go number two, probably two or three. Um, Memphis could really use a high-level guard. Uh, he could play multiple positions, Doncic. Uh, he's a six, a six eight, and that's so big for a guard. I mean, he's going to be a a real matchup problem for a lot of teams. Trey Young will be interesting. I'm not sure about Trey Young in the NBA, to be honest. Uh, you know, uh, the, the mock draft they have a what? Yeah, fifth or Bagley will be interesting in the seven. NBA. Yep, yep. Oh, I'm a big Michael Porter guy. As well. Obama, yeah, sure, Mike, sure. Yeah, Porter, I don't really know much about because I didn't really see him play much, you know, with uh, with, with Missouri. You can make he was hurt. Only... You know, on the on the surface, you make Casey's the best player in the whole draft. I mean, uh, you know, as far as what people think. But uh, I it's would sort of like Kyrie Irving. Play. You remember Kyrie yes. Irving? Kyrie Irving guys only played like seven games yep. with Duke or something like that. He didn't There's really play a couple much. of those guys that you're starting to see in these drafts. You look at um, you know, down the draft a little bit. There's Mitchell Robinson didn't play a minute at the college level. Billy Preston, a lot of these kids involved with these, um, you know, sanctions and stuff. Remember, they haven't played a minute. You're really just going off. You look at even, like, uh, your buddy, Leangelo Ball. I mean, he hasn't played a minute. Uh, you're, you're really going off feel and, and what they've done at, you know, a my European level or something like that. I've seen a lot more of this pop up where you're just taking shots at these American kids off what you saw in high school. Well, that's right. The balls came back to get ready for the NBA draft. <laughs> <laughs> and don't, hold, don't hold your breath on that one, What happened to Lithuania? Come on. Yeah. Um, all right. So tonight's uh, basketball game. I'm not going to say the series on the line, but if Boston is – listen, if Cleveland wins this, it's the same old garbage. Cleveland's going to win the series. You know what I mean? They're going to be tied 1-1. They're going to go back home. and LeBron they're going to the calls. It's LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Boston wins – even with the NBA's help, man, they're putting the Cavs in the NBA behind an eight ball where, you know, Cleveland's suddenly going to have to win four of the next five basketball games. I'm not so sure they can. I thought Boston was going to win the series before it started. We all talked. The three of us talked about this last week, actually. I like Boston. The thing is, though, Gabe, Boston's not Toronto. It's still a market where, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the things not an like, embarrassed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't want Toronto, but I can tell you. Dude, Boston's they've won more thing. NBA titles than any team. Yeah. They, they I, are, I think yeah. they wouldn't mind having the Celtics. The there. Boston Celtics are the Yankees yep. of the NBA. I think if it's not through LeBron, you might as well have the Celtics. So, yeah, it's a big TV sports market, et cetera. Huge. Although, let's be real, they'll get swept by the Warriors. <laughs> Maybe in five. <laughs> But they got to win a game tonight. Listen, I got burnt big man in game. I was on the Boston Celtics game one, but I thought it would be a higher scoring game. Cleveland did not play well offensively. Cleveland will be better tonight. You know, obviously, I think they'll be better. I like the over here, guys. It was 203. It's up to 203 and a half right now. As far as the side is concerned, I think Boston are just a better basketball team. So I'll take Boston again tonight. Uh, but it's a tricky side for me. But I do like the over. What's your opinion on this game tonight, big man? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not looking to bet against LeBron James in this kind of game. I, I felt, to, and I don't know if you guys felt this by watching. I don't even know how many people watched the end of that game because it was such a lopsided game. But for me, it looked like this Celtics team really feeling their oats, man. They're really reading uh, these papers. They're doing all the interviews. They're liking running the score. And LeBron James... Uh, you don't see the score run up on him very often. Uh, you see him in the gym this morning at, I mean, you see that video, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, he's in with his shirt off, just working his ass off. Um, that, that's not something that I'm wanting to step in front of, especially with the kind of player he is. They did a great job, though, against him. Marcus Morris was, we talked about Marcus Morris. A tough yeah, he kid. was impressive. He's gonna, he was impressive. Not going to bounce 
not gonna not gonna uh, you know back down to someone like this. Listen, Cleveland is the same old story. Do they have other players that can step up? I mean, they 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 had it late in the Toronto series, but they didn't get it in Game One. I mean, did anyone score in double digits really? You know, other than like two or three guys, uh, they scored eighty three points. It wasn't good enough. Uh, they need more from Corver. They need more from Jared Smith. They need more from Kevin Love. Um, I think they'll win tonight. I think they'll find a way. I think LeBron will find a way. I think it's a close game. I do like your overplay, though. It's, it's hard to believe that, that they're not going to be better offensively. Plus, we all know they really struggle defensively. Their goal at this point is to just outscore you. The problem is when you can't score, um, you're not going to win anything because you play defense poorly. Uh, Toronto is just out. He'll get outcoached by Brad Stevens uh, in this series, and that's why I like the Celtics. But tonight, I think the Cavs win. I like what Morris said, too. He's just like, yeah, we held, I held LeBron to 15. It's just because the Indiana Pacers, they can't guard. The Raptors can't play any damn defense either. He's They're so cocky. Yeah, I know. He just, he just ripped both organizations saying, screw up. We can play defense. Both the Morris brothers just so <laughs> cocky. They, they love to screw it up. <laughs> it's, hey, he played great. You, you can't take anything away from him. If you're going to back up, you can run your mouth, I guess. <laughs> It's a it's a tough game. And what about Houston? Uh, what about Houston and Golden State? That game, I'm shocked to look that line, guys, at one and a half. Like I just, uh, I don't know. It Houston can't any win sense at all. No, and we were it talking makes... about the series price. Now, you too. know, it's crazy. Yeah, the the Warriors are now monster favorites to win the NBA title, to win this series, etc. Yet they're getting two points again in this game. It's bizarre. Yeah, listen, it, it's absolutely idiotic. It makes no sense. Um, you mentioned it. I heard you mention it before I got on the air here. I mean, I don't even think Golden State was playing at their full potential. Uh, they were really just like you said, Cam, toying the Rockets. Uh, you look at how good at points in the first half the Rockets played, and they still were down. They were still losing. They were still down seven and six. Luckily, they got it tied at half, but um, they're just they're just not a match. I mean, Harden's a great player. Chris Paul's a great player. But what the hell else do you have besides those two? I mean, no offense, but Luke Mbamute has no business on an NBA floor. <laughs> uh, they an NBA floor. Um, P.J. Tucker's been absolutely horrible. Uh, Clint Capella is a good defender, but he didn't give you much offensively. He's basically Ben Wallace, but he's not Ben Wallace. He's getting there. Um, you're basically playing at a lot of the times five on three, um, and, and that's a problem for Golden, for Houston. I thought they could win a game. I'm not sure they could even win a game. I mean, it, it does. It just looks at for has how hard they can play. They're still not able to get the job done. Um, they've also in court at this point. Um, if they win tomorrow, Golden State, uh, I think they'll sweep them uh, in 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 the uh, Oracle. I don't think I don't think Houston will win a game at this point. Yeah, I don't see Houston winning in Oakland. No, no. The line, the, the just the, the correlation is nuts though. Like when you have. Golden State at minus five five twenty five in the series, and yet Houston still right. minus one and a half. There's no correlation. Yeah, no. And and usually, like I'm, I, Gabe and I will overthink this. Oh, trap game, trap game. I said, screw it. We're taking Golden State. They're a better team, and we're gonna. And I'm going back to Golden State again. And if Houston beats us, so they beat us. But uh, the Warriors shouldn't be dogs in this game. That's I, I think. Yeah, I mean, really, Cam. If you if you take points of Golden State and they do somehow lose, do you really, at the end of the day, beat yourself up and say, what a horrible bet that was. I'm so stupid for doing that. No, you took Golden State, a team that is among the best teams we've ever seen as an underdog. I don't think there's anything wrong. The first game, it looked weird. But in the second game, after seeing the first, I mean, I don't have a lot of confidence. Look at Harden. He had 41 points last night, and they still lost by 13. It's just, I don't know what else you do. Um, I don't think they win a game.
I think it's a sweep. We get we get mad when we take the Raptors minus seven. <laughs> That's what we do I when know. we when we know because we're cheering for the team. That's when we get mad. But I won't be mad about the Golden State. That that's for sure. What do you speaking, speaking of which, actually, the Raptors here here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. There's more. More? Well, not quite there yet. But um, turns out uh, Raptors. Uh, Raptors explored trading DeMar DeRozan in the summertime. Ooh. And uh, Mark Stein's actually a pretty credible guy, actually, too. New York uh, New York Times, Mark Stein's been around a long time. He's been ESPN, et cetera. Um, and it's funny because when they were uh, – it's no secret that you, you, Masai Ujiri, the, the Raptors president GM, lost it after game three. Yo, he, he went nuts, yeah. He went into the room. I guess he bitched at Casey about um, – about not double-teaming LeBron and letting LeBron run up the court after. And I guess he was overheard, too, bitching about DeMar DeRozan. And about, I told you about DeMar and him not playing defense. And yeah, it might there might be something to this here. And I'll tell you what, if they want to get Porzingis for real from the Knicks, it's going to take Rosen. And it's funny, Mark Stein's reporting it was DeRozan and the Knicks. Wow. Again, you know, the connection with DeRozan and the Knicks. The Knicks do need a scorer, right, and a guy that could sort of light it up. But it's you know things are going to get interesting, be, big man. You know, with the, with the draft coming up and these teams all trying to get better, and you want your Sixers to get better. I, I would expect some movement and some deals this year, actually. Yeah, this moving Demar Derozan would be really stupid. And I, I mean, where do you go from there then? I mean, you, you literally score? he's he's all yeah, he's all you have. I mean, I, I don't understand where, where are you going from here. What are you going to just have someone expect them to do well? Do you, listen, I know Toronto's a nice town, but it, it's hard to envision a lot of these big free agents going there. In my opinion, I, I think you're going to it get you know that you know you're going to get that Demarcus Cousins, and I'm not saying he's a great player. I would target him, or you know, don't they're not getting the Knicks aren't trading for Zingas. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I would go after Cousins. Cousins is a double double machine. I love Cousins as he came into the league. I would have my sick to draft him, but they took Evan Turner instead. Uh, I love – I think he'd fit well. Get him kind of somewhere where he can kind of create his own legacy that, that'd be his team with DeRozan. Um, I think it'd be a great fit. I don't know why they're what, – what do you trade DeRozan? For what? What are you doing that for? Yeah. What are you going to get Cousin, back from it? What are you going to get Cousin, a, a Cousins, likes Tor- Cousins likes Toronto, too. I've told people this, too. People yeah. are like, oh, they need to get rid of Lowry. They need to get rid of Rose. I'm like, no, they don't. They need to add another star to what they already have. You guys don't get it. Yeah, you don't need to take I – I know. That's the thing, too, man. I was pissed off, but people need to chill out, man. Dude, the Cleveland Cavaliers have beaten the Boston yep. Celtics in the playoffs the last two straight years. Yep. Right? Like, yeah, the Rockets are get bounced. It's true. And what no one wins in the, the NBA. <laughs> no one wins! Uh, we're out of time, big man. Sox, I wanted to get to uh, the uh, Yankees and the Nationals. Yes. The big man's a uh, Yankee fan. Thanks for the time, big man. Thanks, buddy. Check him out on Twitter at Jeff Nadeau. You can watch his videos over at sportsbookreview.com, YouTube page. Lou from Gamble joins us next. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions.
thanks to Jeff Nadu. Yep. Big Man on Campus. Check him out. Not Jeff Nadu on Twitter. Big Man on Campus. We're going to book a play ticket live on the uh, on the air here. I'm shopping for value like Cab, except it's hard to shop for value in Canada. There's two oh, airlines. And especially the worst thing about Canada, when you go east, there's no value. It's get on the flight or you stay there. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? No, there's yeah. no deal. It's like you want to get out of Newfoundland? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What? The, the flight is $600, sir. Take it or leave it. Or you can stay here another week. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like Vegas. There's no red eye or anything no, there's like not, that. There's not a lot of options. No, trust me. I've been you, on, yeah, I'm pretty much, yeah, I'm at their mercy. I've been on the East Coast. I remember even getting out of Moncton. I'm like, what the hell? This hill, oh, magnetic hill. Like, where am I going? Oh, it's I'm actually a million impressed. hours to Montreal. So uh, Porter Airlines is $253. One way, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One way, yeah. 253 so now, now we're going to check out Air Canada. I have a feeling it's going to be a little less. Usually it's the I, same, but gonna, Air Canada is actually charging more. I'm going to take the under with Air Canada. I think you're going to do a little bit better. I think you'll get under that number. All right. Porter, they got that uh, wine service and those uh, steam whistle beers that they like They like to fill you up on when you get in that. Uh, Porter's a good cockpit. airline. Yeah, actually, I've never had a problem with them, too. I just don't like it when the wind, because they're smaller planes. They kind I of don't meh. like it either. I hate those propellers. I, that's the thing, man. I've been on a lot of shady planes before, and it just reminds me of times where we've almost crashed. Let's bring in uh, Lou from Gamblu.com uh, yeah, right now Blue. that only flies first class. <laughs> yes. Lou! Yes. Gamblu.com. What's going on, Lou? Not too much, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to jump in a day early on a Tuesday. I appreciate the flexibility working with my schedule. How are you guys doing? No, well, we, we appreciate you, Lou. That's yeah. for, for coming on. Man. Yeah, we appreciate uh, you joining <laughs> us. So uh, tomorrow, Arizona Diamondbacks, me and Cameron just talking about them. This team keeps costing us money over uh, yeah, the last couple of nights, Lou. Lou. These diamond, I, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I, I, if they're killing you, you're fading them still, or are they on a losing streak? I don't, I got no clue. They were red hot. They, they were, but not recently. Cold, very cold. Yeah, they were. Uh, well, well, you're, you're going to... You're going in cold, Lou? You have no idea what the record is tomorrow? <laughs> Absolutely no clue whatsoever. I, I will say this. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I almost ripped up my under-season wins ticket on them. Maybe I should hold on to them. Yeah, oh, yeah, you got to hold on to it. It's a great start. This is a little bit of like it's a uh, speed bump on the road, Lou. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be okay. Yeah, yeah they, uh, you season. know, they, yeah, it is a long season. Dodgers, uh, Dodgers have struggled. But last year, look, I talked about it. The Dodgers last year were the first team in Major League Baseball history to have a 15-game win streak or more and a 15-game losing streak or more in the same season. You said it. Baseball is so different than any yeah. other sport. Yeah, Arizona's sort of coming back down to uh, to earth right now a little bit. But let's talk some hockey, uh, Lou, before we get into the, uh, the mixed martial arts. National Hockey League uh, this evening, we've got the Washington Capitals, a scorching hot, Washington yeah. Capitals hockey team, who are now 10-2 and two with Holpe in the net. Uh, since they lost those first two games in overtime to Columbus, uh, they've won 10 of their last 12 hockey games, and pretty impressive, like against good teams. You know, so 10-2 and two in yeah. the last 12 against Columbus, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Penguins, yeah. and, and the Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning. And... And Backstrom's hurt. Like they, they have like the next to bed. Like it's crazy what they're doing right We've now. We've talked about it, man. They're getting good goaltending, but they're doing all the little things, Lou. And Washington never really been known for a physical team, but man, they're fast. They're aggressive. They are like they're playing the body. And Cam brought it up earlier in the week. 
Ovechkin's just, uh, he's on another level, man. The guy's possessed uh, right now. Back-checking, forechecking, he's all over the place, this guy. You know, we talk all the time how sport is cruel because stuff can happen to kids that coming off a knee injury, then the other knee goes. And, and there's, I, the list goes on and on. However, sport also teaches us the value of perseverance. And this Washington Capitals team for 10 years was dog meat every time they got to Pittsburgh. And they created themselves such a single-minded purpose and such a focus to overcome Pittsburgh that they had to elevate their game so high to get by Pittsburgh that now they don't know any other way and the other teams can't play up to them. Now, Tampa were sloppy yes. in game one, Cam. You know they're going to be a more responsible they team. Are. You talked about it. They didn't back check. They were lazy. And i got to tell you something, Gabe. Ovechkin used to get criticized, right? Oh, you can't beat Crosby. You're just a regular season player. If you really look at the statistics and your combination, Stamkos is the same. He's supposed to be an elite player. It's you know, you got to call this guy out. He's got a free pass from the media. I was going to ask he's you guys. That's what I'm saying. If this guy's a ghost and he does nothing, I'll, I'll still uh, give it to Ovechkin. But Stamkos, for a superstar, he's got to start delivering for the Tampa Bay Lightning, Lou, because he's been absolutely brutal. Uh, yeah, that that's true. That, that whole line has been a, a, a little bit off. The whole team has been a, a little bit off. And, uh, you know, they're struggling to try and find out why. Uh, I think the, much of the why is Washington. But that said, when we look at tonight's game, uh, I see uh, a spot, and we talk about this in the fights, if I can find a guy that I absolutely know he's going to arrive and give us his best effort, then I'm going to take a long, hard look at him. And I believe that Tampa is, for, for many reasons, prepared to give us their absolute best tonight. For instance, it's already, uh, uh, the numbers are already tainted well against them. Uh, in the conference final history in the NHL, when a road team takes a 2-0 series lead, they're 18-1. and And in the NHL, in all-time best-of-seven games series, if a team goes 3-0, they're 186-4. and So if Tampa doesn't realize that this game is their season tonight, there's something wrong, and they do realize it, and they're going to have to come out and play their best hockey. I happen to think that this line stinks to high hell. So Washington goes to Tampa, and they're sizable underdogs in two games. They win the game straight out. They come home. They're minus 115 or minus 120. I mean, come on now. Is it a trap? <laughs> I'm not saying it's a trap. I'm saying uh, I, I like Tampa Bay, and I'm taking the road dog at a plus 100 tonight. For the record here, yeah, the, the Washington Capitals are 0-2 in playoff history after winning the first two games ooh, uh, of the series. Who might be on something? On the road, including losing to Tampa Bay in 2003. But yeah. here's an ominous number for the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. as uh, The last time the Tampa Bay Lightning lost the first two games, of a series at home and won the playoff series, 1991. 
Ooh, interesting. 1991. And you brought up a great point, Morency, and i got to ask you too, Lou. Hockey's different than any other sport when it comes to momentum. Remember Winnipeg? You're like, oh, oh we, changes we, hurry, we didn't yeah. like that the way they looked, and Maurice, and then they kill Nashville in Game 7. And then you look, ooh, Winnipeg, first game against, uh, uh, against Vegas, all over these guys in the first period. What did Vegas do? Boom, totally different team. Winnipeg was in quicksand last night. Vegas outskated them and made them look slower. So... Other than Washington, they're the only team that's really held momentum like and, and kept it. Everything changes game to game. That's why I think, Gabe, uh, we might be on to something with Lou, and uh, we might be riding the lightning Metallica style tonight. But well, you're it's hard to, though. You're getting their best. You, you are getting their best. You're going to get where this, this will be their best. We're going to get their best. We're going to understand that the Caps are 7-1 and one on the road, which is phenomenal. But, oh, by the way, they're 3-3 three and three at home. Also, we're going to understand that the home team so far in this year's NHL playoffs, 32 and 37. Wow. I'm on Tampa. Yeah, and I'll t- I'll, I, I, might, I don't know what you're going to think about this one, Lou, but Wednesday night, Winnipeg, it was one of those things, I think they got cocky. I think they got cocky after the win. They got the street party, everyone talking. And if you really watch the first game, Vegas outplayed them in the third period, but could, to what you're talking about, Tampa Bay, I could see their best effort against Vegas. But the problem is Vegas is a house of whores, guys. As you know, what do you think about the game tomorrow night? Uh, Vegas laying 35, 40 cents and the Jets getting 15 cents. I know you're very high on Vegas, Lou. What do you think about this game? It should be a thriller. It, it will be a thriller. It's going to be an important game. Now understand that before game two, uh, we took Vegas in the series plus 210. Okay. Uh, we also had Winnipeg in game one. My feeling on the Winnipeg-Vegas series was that there was no question Winnipeg was going to win game one because when teams with five or six days rest turn around to play a team off of game six or seven, the team with all that rest doesn't get their legs back. And Winnipeg had just got done playing a ferocious fever-pitched seven-game series with Nashville turns around, that's all they knew. So they dominated Las Vegas. And then in game two, we saw the real Las Vegas. Sure, they were a little sluggish the first five to ten minutes. After that, the, the Vegas speed and quickness began to expose Winnipeg. And I believe that Vegas is going to win this series. They're going to win it with speed and quickness because the rest that they got for the last two series will now start to come into play while the battering that Winnipeg took is going to start to take its toll because the battering Winnipeg took against the Preds is going to start to take its toll on a big, huge team that's going to get out quick. The thing with the Winnipeg Jets uh, last night, uh, though, uh, Hellebuck didn't play well. No, he didn't. You know, they didn't get good goal. That goal, that, that's a, that, that one goal behind the net. Like, you got to get your that's pad good. over, man. Like, come on. He's too big, so he, he's yeah. too clunky. He couldn't, you know, he was, he was out yeah, of sync. Tatar missed and then came around with yeah. the wraparound. Yeah, and, they, and uh, the announcers blame Stastny. Oh, Stastny's got to defend that better. It's like, well, maybe if Hellebuck was in position, <laughs> he wasn't, like, turned around sideways. And Fleury looked great and again. Then, and then even, the, even on the breakaway, I didn't like it. The five hole was wide open. You know, I'm starting to realize with Hellebuck, he's actually yeah. not great. He's just a big dude, yeah. and he's a position goalie. Dude, man, that guy's on his knees uh, more than Jenna Jameson's ever been. Like, <laughs> like he's, he's, he's well, like a kid like playing that. in a cross yeah, base. Like, I know, but he slides around. Set. Yeah, but it, it's, um, you know, it's, but it's predictable. But the flying around, I'll agree. And you I see, agree with you, on the you, 
you see that you see Vegas. They're always just like sniping upstairs. They're just going because you know they that, know. Yeah. You know it's it is a lot of the goalies, the positional goalies right now. Listen, he had one bad game. We're not going to crucify no. him for it, but you know what the bottom line? There is? were three consecutive bad goals in that hockey. I'm going to tell you what the bottom line is. Nobody works harder than Vegas. I watch their games. Like when they go out there, they, yep. they like Winnipeg. They have floaters. Like Lane will come back and he'll have a great ship. Then he'll float back. Vegas catches teams. They work harder than you. I Winnipeg, don't know what it is. They're Winnipeg plays the, the crowd. They do. They Winnipeg plays the crowd. So Vegas they'll, they'll is, go on these sort of like eight minute runs where they're unstoppable, yeah. but they're an emotional sort of up and down. Vegas is the hardest working team in showbiz. But it's not. It's not rocket science though, really, because if you look at the Washington Capitals and the Tampa Bay Lightning series. I hate to be cliche about it, but it's not hard to tell when you're watching that Washington are working harder. Yes, exactly. They're skating harder. They're battling for the loose pucks more. They, you could, I, you know, the cliche. They want it more. Yeah, but it's true. In but, hockey, you yeah, can look at it. Everyone it. wants it, but you got to do more than just one. But you got to take it. And Washington trying to take it. Winnipeg, Cam, man, the, I'm starting to that series going to seven games. I'm bro. starting to get worried. It's going back and forth, dude. I wouldn't panic. Yeah, no, that's a long yeah. that's that's a long series, and I think those teams are going to take take turns outworking each other. I, but at the end, I like the quickness factor as opposed to size. Uh, but you're exactly right. Uh, Washington is simply out efforting Tampa Bay. You know what the crazy thing is, guys, Lou? When we had you on last week, we went through the Stanley Cup odds. And Washington was the worst team at, at with all the teams yeah, remaining like in the final four. They were eight to one. Know what they are now? The favorite at plus one fifty five. Wow. From eight to one, Vegas, Vegas plus Vegas, two forty. Vegas is plus two forty. Lou, the Jets are plus two sixty, and Tampa Bay, who was the favorite, is now seven to one. Craziness, like things change pretty quick. We're on, we're on the sites, but can you believe Washington eight to one, and now you're only getting plus one fifty five? So people are buying into the Capitals, getting the monkey off their back. Well, I, you know, I, I really believe that uh, between the hardness by which they play and the chip that is uh, the chip on the shoulder that is Brandon uh, Holtby in net, I, I believe they look the part to me. And I, I don't know if either of the teams in the West are going to be able to compete with Washington because of the speed, uh, because of the experience factor and what they've been through to get there. Uh, I, I really think Washington's in good position. And at this point in time, uh, I almost pull for him. You remember our discussion, that 60-to-1 ticket that I had on Columbus? Well, I had to tear that one up. And I had to tear the 30-to-1 up on Minnesota. But the third ticket was 12-to-1 on the Cavs. So who knows? Maybe I might back my way into one. <laughs> No, and Lou, you've been on the, you've been, you've been riding the Caps for for a long period of time, saying they're better than the record. And I don't know, Marenzi, you played in net before. There's something in Holtby's eyes. It's just one of those uh, guys that, right that that's the thing. And he and, and people are like, oh yeah, but yeah, you played Pittsburgh and you lost to Sidney Crosby and Malkin every year. Now it's like it's just he, he can feel it. Him and Vovech can see the see the finish line. This they might be their only chance and their last chance. That's why. They're leaving it all out. You know, I'll be honest with you. I've given up uh, predicting things in the long term. It's hard. I was Johnny. Hey, look at the Jets. They look defeated uh, after yeah. that, that game that they hockey, lost hockey, and tough, against man. Nashville. And then it's pretty simple, man. It comes down to goaltending. It really does. Yes. Hard work, effort, goaltending, special teams. Yeah. You don't want to it's, it's not it's rocket not cliche. Yeah. That's hockey. Hockey's not one of those games. Like, everyone tries to break it down. It's like, okay. You know what's really impressive about the Washington Capitals? Because remember in the last series we were talking about it with, with Vegas and Nashville – 
uh, sorry, with Nashville and Winnipeg, how extremely even they were, five on five. Washington guys have scored seven of their ten goals in this series, five on five. That tells you a real hockey team that don't need yeah, special like teams. Yeah, they're not exactly. That's a not, that's, that is a huge stat. Yeah, you want to look at a metric exactly when Captain no. Hockey about who really is the best, like who's you know who's yeah. really the best team right now. Look at the five on five. Take away the special teams goals, and Washington five on five are just kicking the shit out of people right now. They are. And I, what I would like to say is that before this series started, it was commonly accepted, or I will at least say, uh, we may have to come back to this one, but I got a really interesting stat on that. All right. Don't, don't nice, forget Luke. it. I always forget interesting things during the break. <laughs> All right. We're hanging in there. We're going to have a quick commercial break. Uh, don't forget about mybookie.ag. We'll tell you yes. about mybookie.ag on the other side. Get a 50% uh, sign-up bonus promo code GTD. That's mybookie.ag. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Red Eat and Rage Radio, powered by MyBookie.ag. Forget about worrying about uh, getting screwed over playing DFS, man. And uh, playing against people with like uh, 500 uh, lineups. Or as Nando says, sharks. Sharks. Sharks in the water. Sharks. A lot of sharks. Shark-infested waters. Uh, You know, just simply bet on the game. That's what that, me and Cam do. That's what we do. We never went to Harvard or MIT. We just picked the game. Yeah, my, my <laughs> <laughs> I went to community college, Gabe. <laughs> my bookie, mybookie.ag, get a 50% sign-up bonus. Use the promo code GTD. And as I stated, uh, you're getting free content on the radio station here. If you want to keep us in business, yes. the way to do it. Uh, hey, uh, s- sending us a tweet saying, good show is nice, but... That doesn't keep the lights on. Put your money where your mouth is. And pay for the many computers that we have to pay for. Yeah, we're going to get new equipment. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, go to uh, mybookie.ag. Support the sponsors. Support the show. Support the Fantasy Sports Radio Network by supporting the sponsors. Uh, mybookie.ag. 50% sign-up bonus. Uh, promo code GTD. D. Let's uh, bring Lou. Lou from gamblue.com back into the conversation. Yeah. Lou normally joins us Wednesdays, but he's going to the baseball game. And that's all right, Lou. I'm on a heavy metal tour, actually, in a couple uh, this that's week, too. Right. <laughs> it's going to be chaos, so it's probably better, actually. We got um, an interesting setup. I'm going to the marijuana coffee shop. We'll see if these turkeys can plug in the computer. You're in a metal band. <laughs> Lou's yeah. going to the baseball game. It's going to be an adventure this week. <laughs> so, Lou, continue, there, continue your thoughts on yes. the hockey before yes. we get into the MMA as we were going to the break. 
Thank you so much. We were talking about five-on-five, and I was going to disclose that many of the handicappers I talked to, and myself included, I would have been very confident that the angle and the edge advantage for Tampa Bay into this series was their five-on-five play. And you were mentioning uh, Washington scored seven of their ten goals on the five-on-five, and the score in five-on-five goals is Washington seven, uh, your Tampa Bay Lightning won. And so Tampa Bay has been getting pummeled and beat up, and I kind of equated. Uh, I went to a UFC card, a local card here, with a bunch of the MMA lab uh, people, and a lot of those fighters all go and they uh, support one another. When Drakkar Close came up to me, I gave him a big hug, and when I put my arms around him and, and patted him on the back, I thought I was patting a stone granite statue. The guy was so freaking <laughs> hard and strong. It, it stunned me. And I think that was Tampa Bay's reaction when they started to play Washington. Washington's big and fast and hard, and uh, they're just beating them everywhere. When you talk about one team out-efforting the other, 7-1, to one, five on 5 says it all. If you pat, uh, if you I pat wish, me I wish. on the back, I'm going to start coughing. Exactly, and I don't know about my stomach. Cam, it's not made you, of granite. You pat Cam on the back, you're going to lose your hand. It's going to be like the Pillsbury Doughboy. It's going to be like... <laughs> Actually, so you've got to admit, the Ferenci, for a big boiler, it's pretty yeah, hard, just, though, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not granite. It's that tumor. <laughs> it's that tumor. It's that golf ball tumor. It's, it's not a tumor. <laughs> it's that purple tumor you got in your belly button, but... Uh, uh, Lou, uh, yeah, I know it really is amazing eh, when you see uh, when you when you see UFC fighters and you realize just like what in shape really is. Exactly. I walk to the store and I'm like, oh, I'm in pretty good shape, 47. I'm all right. It's like no, like when you compare it to like real people that are in shape, like a UFC fighter and stuff. Like, uh, and the best. So I always tell people like. You know, I'd get killed, man. If those, oh, yeah. one of those guys punched me, my jaw's broken. Oh, like, I'm done. I think our heart would stop. And another <laughs> thing is, I'll tell you something, Lou. Marenzi's like the king of MMA. We used to go when we did the radio show on tour, and it's the best. And we'd meet people, and people get drunk. I've never seen so many people challenge UFC fighters. Like, hey, I think I could take you. I think I could take you. It's like these guys just don't get it. Like, they're superhuman athletes the best with is, rock fists. The best is, for some reason... <laughs> People like, we're doing a radio show with Chuck Lydell in, yeah. in Palace Station in the casino, and people are coming up, and they, they meet Chuck, and then they ask if he can punch them. Like, who? <laughs> why would you do that? Like Exactly. Why would you want Chuck Lydell to punch you? Like, I don't, like, I don't, I never understood that. So, let me ask you, uh, Lou, uh, what was your take? Uh, and normally, you know, you just want to talk about who's going to win the fight, and we don't get into the politics side of, of UFC or MMA too much. Uh, but what did you make of uh, Pennington? I want to get to the Cooper Dern fight, too. But what did you make of uh, Pennington telling her corner she wants to stop? She said, I'm done. I'm done. And, uh, and then she even said, I want to be done. And the corner said, you know, you're not done. Suck it up, basically. Go back out there. You know, it's a little bit of controversy. Watching it over and hearing it, it's not like he told her, listen, you got to freaking go back out there. You're an embarrassment. He basically said, suck it up. You can do this. So, you know, I don't think his heart was in the wrong place uh, here. What, what did you make of uh, that, uh, Lou? Um, I, I thought it was an egregious uh, mistake and error on the corner's part. I, I'll say this. You guys have heard me how 
how venomous and how I spit fire on boxing. But one thing that boxing has over uh, MMA is that no boxing corner would let their kid go out after they said that. None of them. They protected their fighters and allowed them to live another day. And in my opinion, the only little wrinkle or flaw that MMA has that needs to get corrected is what happened in that corner. That should never, ever happen. And then if it does happen, you send her out. And when you see she didn't try and buzzsaw Nunez, she was just trying to survive, she had nothing. You got to stop Then the poor that girl, that then the poor girl ate it. Then she ate a knee to the face. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, it, was a, it, was, it was as distasteful a mistake for a sport that I'm passionate and I love as I've seen, and it was, it was horrid. You know, MMA. who's that fighter? Uh, Marenzi was a Gat The guy, the basically the Justin fu- Gates. Yeah, Gates. The guy fighting the night all the time, right? And then he says after the thing, it's like, and this is what I say: it's like you're getting your ass kicked and you're handing people their teeth on a night by night basis. You're always fighting in that type of style. The guy's not going to be a. Re- That's why they got to make more money because you're giving everybody what they want. You're the big attraction. People love what you're doing, but you're not going to last with with that style. You have to get paid, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know where I'm coming from. Uh, I, I do, and I agree, but you know what? Uh, business world, cold and hard. And when you're a top-notch salesman, they're going to use you and squeeze every sale out of you. And when you're done producing, you're gone. So yep. you, rather than try and get paid more in the fight game, because by the time Gaethje accomplishes that, his grandson will be fighting. Okay? <laughs> so instead of that, what he needs to do is prepare himself somehow, some way for life after fighting. And that's what few fighters are able to do, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a good point. And you know what? For the, the, Very good the little amount of money that you're making, though, that's why you do have to look out for your fighter's interest. Because that's the whole thing. It's not like it's not like it's sort of like, you know, Robbie Lawler and Rory that were going back and forth. And it's like, yeah, you're beat up, man, but you might land. He's messed up, too. Yeah. Amanda Nunes wasn't messed up. It was basically, you're sending her out here. To get murdered. Yeah, she's not going to land this Hail Mary and knock Nunes out at that point of the fight. It's not happening. And she's not making enough money, quite frankly, to get that messed up. So I want your take on that. Now, secondly, you talked about uh, you talked about Dern. There was a lot of talk about Dern and her being asked to leave the MMA lab and her commitment. And then she shows up seven pounds overweight. Um, you know, we, we rode Cooper in that fight. But I swear to God, I wanted to abandon ship, Lou, when I saw that she missed weight. Because quite frankly, and this is a topic that we talked a lot, I've been talking a lot about recently. Quite frankly, fighters, the last 12 fighters to miss weight are now 11 and 1. And it's truthfully an advantage to have the weight advantage and the non, the abuse that you put yourself uh, through for the weight cut and lose 20% of your purse and win the fight uh, than it is to actually, actually show up and do your job and make weight. You know, it's shameful, though. Seven pounds overweight. She's saying that she fought at 139 when she went into the cage. I really don't believe her, whatever. Um, You know, but it's garbage. But the fact of the matter is, Lou, from a betting perspective, fighters that miss weight win fights. It's now 11-1 and in the last 12. Yeah, after going the other way. Uh, So what happened? What happened? It was the change in weigh-in procedures. And that change has created a loophole just like you explained, that any fighter can say, you know, the heck with it. Why go through hell? 
I'm willing to pay 20% of my purse to the other fighter to have unfair advantage. As Dominic Cruz said in a recent article, it's just flat-out basic cheating. Prezeris did it. Munoz tried to do it against John Dodson in that first fight on that same card with Prezeris, and it's absolute cheating, and they have to do something to fix it because it, it, it's just not enough of a penalty. To, as you can see, fighters, 11 fighters have done it, and the results speak for themselves. What would you do then, Lou? 50, like, uh, what do you say, 20%? Would you do like 40 or 50? That'd be a, a big, big chunk of change. Then you're no, starting to freak no, out. But I, what's, your, what's one of your solutions? It's an automatic loss no matter what the outcome of the fight is. Forget the money. Yeah, yeah you penal- keep yeah. the 20% penalty, and the result is going on your record as a loss. Loss. And if they if if you do that, yeah, then you're gonna have way bold. few fighters lose them. You gotta you gotta hit them hard and stop this right now. And that solution will do exactly that. Well, exactly. You look at Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee misses weight, beats the crap out of Barbosa, loses twenty percent of his purse, but looks so impressive. Yeah. Everyone wants to see him in a championship fight. You climb the ladder. There's not I, a real punishment. I would say, I I would say this. For the fighter that goes until the last three minutes of his of his time to weigh in, and he comes in, and let's say a 175-pound fighter comes in a pound and a half over, so he's he's a half a pound over the 171, then you find a way to work with him, okay? Just like the old rules. What I want to get rid of and what you must get rid of is the fighter that comes, you have a two-hour window to weigh in, they come in after 20 minutes. They're eight pounds over. They clearly made, made absolutely no attempt to deplete themselves and make the weight. It's pure cheating. It is. I don't want to sound crazy, but it's, it's kind of like faith. It it's is. like it's like the drinking and driving thing. If you've had a couple beers and you're at a, like a 0.5 and compared, like there has to be levels of when you see something to fair, outrageous, like you you, you know what I mean. Yeah. So there there has to be like a weight window, don't you think, Marenzi, in this thing? Because one pound and two pound is a hell of a lot different than nine. Yeah. Well, they you know they tried to make it easier on the the, the fighters, and now the yeah, fighters think want. About it. Think about nine pounds on on a, a, a light heavyweight, okay? So a 205-pound or nine pounds is 4%. But what nine pounds is on a 115-pound broad is freaking 8.5%. Oh, I know. It's, it's, absolutely, it's, it's absolutely huge. It's a very, very Lou good point. Lou brings up good points. Very, very, very good point. All right, Lou. So uh, they're in Chile this week, right? Chile. From Brazil to Chile. Uh, Usman. Usman says nobody wants to fight him. He gets Damian Maya. Usman's a major favorite in here, Lou. You're the king of the underdogs. Uh, is is Damian Maya an underdog uh, that has a chance in this fight, in your opinion? Very, very little. I mean, like slim and none. Uh, I don't know what Damian Maya did, um, but if you take a look at his last few opponents, he went from Masvidal, which he looked good against, and then into Woodley lost, then to Colby Covington, and now he draws a guy that I think can be both of them in Usman. What is it, two? Minus 400? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was short and sweet. Yeah, Lou, Lou got, Lou got <laughs> well, to the point. Hey, Boom. No, well, <laughs> listen, Maya has to get there. To me, I learned that kryptonite to the Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist is a world-class wrestler. Now, Usman is a Division II champion and a Division II uh, All-American. So he has the wrestling. What he needs to develop a little bit 
is is his fluidity and his striking and his strike defense. But Damian Maya is not going to test that. Maya wants to drag this to the ground. Usman has really strong takedown defense. This thing is going to look like a a slow dance at the prom. I mean, it's going to be an ugly, boring, clasping kind of a fight that I think Usman will dominate ugly and maybe even uh, find a way to take him out because Maya's not making five rounds. Uh, we've got about three, four minutes left here, Lou. So look at the rest of the car. We have Grasso and Suarez. Suarez minus uh, 450 favorite. Dominic uh, Reyes and uh, Cannon Year um, uh, minus 240 there. You know, we got some veteran fighters here. Prezeris versus Zach Cummings on the card. Zach Cummings is minus 170 against Michael Prezeris. Chad Laprise, an underdog, plus 170. Um, what, what do you make of this card? Any any of these guys um, stick out to you? And sort of like you talked yeah, about Cummings, last week, trying to trying to build the Brazilians, you know, a lot of uh, South American and Latin fighters once again on this card. There is. And, and in the, th- the fourth fight, Canetti uh, against Diego Rivas, uh, Rivas is 12 years the younger man. He's going to be the longer man, the taller man, the bigger man. He's also from Chile, and he's a mod. I don't know what the the line is. He opened 160, but but he's your local that that I would think will show some support. Luque has family, uh, grandparents, and and stuff from Chile. I think he's going to put on a good show. But the one I the one I really like is it's it's time for Prezeras to get his medicine, and Cummins is going to give it to him. I like it. I like where you're going with that. What a name, too, eh? Guido Canetti, Ken. Oh, that's a, that sounds like the guy I used to give my envelopes to. Yeah, Guido Canetti. He's not happy with your photo. Hey, Ken, meet Guido Canetti. He's your new guy. Yeah, Guido Canetti <laughs> sounds like the wicked. type of guy that shows up when you're not paying uh, the, the bookie fast enough. <laughs> Guido Canetti is your bookie's friend. That's it. It's bookie's cousin. You know what I mean? Guido Canetti. That's a wicked handle. And, he, and he, you know, I like where you're going with this, Lucy. You're saying uh, some local love for uh, for Diego Rivas uh, here. Chad Laprise and uh, Vincente Luque uh, here. Uh, you know, you think uh, Chad Laprise pretty tough fighter. It's rare that you see him getting plus 170. Yeah, and he's precise. I think he'll have the precision over a little more of a wild Luque. The problem is I think Luque's just got more ways to win by by his ground game. And and if he gets it down, I think Laprise is in trouble. Do you like Cummings, Marenzi, in that fight, Yes, too? I do. You're, you're, lay, you're laying the 170? I do. I do. Prezeris um, is a classic example of, of a Brazilian fighter who was juiced up and isn't juiced up anymore. I and know. Not only that, Mark... in his, it, it, excuse me for interrupting, Gabe. In his last fight, he was he did exactly what Dern did. It didn't even try and make weight and cheated his ass off at 155, and he ended up fighting close to one. Freaking eighty, this freaking guy. I don't like him. I got to admit, my heart's in this one. But Cummings is a good fighter. I don't like Prezeris. He's going to get his ass kicked. He didn't try to make weight. He put on what twenty-five pounds. That's. I told you. That's you know crazy. What? He's hitting the buffet. I was talking with Crooklyn earlier this morning on Twitter. I saw her talking about uh, the Dern weight stuff, and I sent her a tweet. Uh, her and Rafa Garcia, and I said, you know, they're eleven and one fighters now that haven't made weight. And they even retweeted me and stuff. It's a freaking problem, man. If I was a fighter, I wouldn't care about the 20%. I'd say, you know what? I'd rather eat and drink yeah. a Gatorade right now two days before the fight and give up 20% because I'm going to win the fight. I'm going to get a fight bonus. Exactly. And I'm going to climb the ladder and get a bigger fight. Uh, thanks, Lou. That's exactly right. Thank you, guys. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, enjoy, enjoy the, the game, Lou. game, Lou. Watch thanks, out for those guys. foul balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
Thanks to Lou. Check out Lou. Gamblue.com. Great website's free. Gamblue.com. You can follow Lou on Twitter. At Gamblue. Lou! Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Check out dailyroto.com slash FNTSY. Use promo code $1. $1. Get the uh, the entire month for $1. And, uh, don't forget, you can play free daily uh, fantasy baseball with an opportunity to win uh, two tickets to a World Series game uh, this year over at DKMS.com slash FNTSY. Uh, that's uh, DKMS.com uh, slash FNTSY. Get information on how you can win two tickets to a World Series baseball game and uh, help uh, the fight against uh, blood cancer. Eradicate it. Yes. No, I just, no, I just, sorry, sorry, I was just going through something right there. Having a problem with uh, a lot of problems, Ken. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It was just an email that I was looking at that uh, kind of like you. And I see the steam. I'm kind of like dealing with this uh, guy. He's just not accepting my money order. I had to send something. It's just like, dude, the password, uh, the trivia question's not too tough. Like, just get it done. Get it done. Uh, Senator on David Perdue was with us yesterday on yes. here. I see David Perdue uh, just tweeted 37 seconds ago, and uh, he tweets Senator Orrin Hatch has had discussions with the National Football League regarding his upcoming sports betting legislation. League has put forth the integrity of the game as his primary concern as uh, Republican uh, Senator, longtime Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah is unhappy with the Supreme Court decision yeah. and claims that uh, he's going to stop it with, with his yeah. own bill. Sure, sure you will. Good luck, Orrin. And here's another Dude, thing. Do you, do you, I, thought, do you, I thought you guys respected the courts. It just yeah, exactly. went to the biggest court in the land. And Seven passed. to two. And what? And another thing is, too, Oren. What a stupid name. Um, <laughs> another thing is, too. Another thing, Oren, is that um, if you don't want it in Utah, then whatever. Don't have it in Utah. You're an old man. It's getting kicked out of office anyways. Nobody wants you there anymore. Mitt Romney's going to take over. Mitt Romney's a businessman and a capitalist, and he's going to understand that it's good for the state of Utah. So, Oren Hatch, why don't you just shut up? All right, go drink some warm milk. <laughs> Eat up some milk and go to bed. Yeah, go yell at go yell at your assistant, bitch about how no one respects you, and uh, and just shut up. You know, like he said, like, like this is the thing. You're what, one senator in Utah. What? So what? Your opinion, Orrin Hatch, means more than the nine Supreme Court justices. <laughs> exactly. All these politicians, all, Cam, they're all the same. They all respect the court until they get until a decision. It affects, they don't until like. it affects their, them or their state. Yeah. They're all for state freedom yeah. until they don't like 
they don't like you doing what you want to do. I don't like gambling, so I'm against yeah. it all of a sudden. It's like uh, Ice. Uh, it's like Ice T stated, man. It's freedom of speech. Just watch what you say. Exactly. Right. Like everybody wants freedom of speech. Everybody believes in democracy until they don't like it. <laughs> until then, suddenly, and hey, we, we've all been there. But it, yeah, it's just crazy to me that such a positive reaction. And we said 7-2 was 6-3, actually, the decision, 6-3. So such a positive reaction, a pretty slam-dunk case um, with the Supreme Court, and Orrin Hatch somehow has a problem with this. Like, anybody cares what a senator from Utah thinks. And I got a a problem with this guy, and I got a problem with with a lot of the people. This this stuff should have been done 20 years ago, and this is the thing. Like, I have an issue when, when when you're a person... You're alive. You could do your whatever you want. I don't like when government gets involved in, in my business. We should, Gabe, it's called personal freedoms. If you want to buy a lottery, that's the thing. You want to buy a lottery ticket? You could go buy a lottery ticket. That's spending money on a, on a draw or anything else. Or you want to go down to the bar and have a beer? I have issues with people. like You're, you're telling me how to live my life. Say I want to play DFS. Say I want to gamble. I can do whatever the hell I want. So a lot of these people... I don't know if they're what they're trying to capitalize on, what their angle is. Or, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a God-fearing man. But you know what I mean? It's absolutely ridiculous because, in my opinion, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want to do with your life. And if you want to play DFS and you want to gamble, that's your business. It's, I, just, I just don't understand how this wasn't even implemented 20 years ago. Like, even the way they treat us with casinos. Like, in Canada... You go to you, you go to a casino. It's like, oh, sorry, sir. You you have to pay for a drink. Why the hell am I paying for a drink? I already you're, you're already. I'm in your casino. Yeah, no, the competition could be good. That's that's one of the. It's it's just it's insane to me. Like I I just don't understand this stuff. Yeah, you go down. Yeah, I want to sit down. I want to have a cold beer and deal me deal me some cards. Here's it's not uh, that hard. Here's some breaking news uh, right now. Um, legal sports uh, report um, is reporting uh, that Patty Power. You know Patty Power. Yep. Patty Power is close uh, to uh, finishing the acquisition of FanDuel. Ooh. Power. Patty Power. And what did I, what we, yesterday, what did I say? Immediately, I said, I expect DraftKings to, to start taking bets. Yeah, that's the thing. You I said FanDuel, and, and, FanDuel, FanDuel yep. and, and DraftKings to basically become sports books and sort of add betting options to their... It absolutely makes total sense. You already, already has 10 million customers. Exactly. 10 million. That is a nice database. You want to talk about a strong database? And you said it. They have the implementation in place. So you essentially, have... Patty Power Cab, yep. they just bought Fed, FedDuel's customers. Yes. Credit card numbers, customers. Information. Yep, everything. So they can send out an email to everyone who's got an account at FanDuel, including myself, so I'll be getting an email. Hey, everybody, this is Potty Power. We own FanDuel now, and uh, it's going to be great. Nothing's going to change. And, oh, by the way, if you ever want to bet on sports, just click right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> great <laughs> point. Great point. Just click right here. But, you know, this, this, uh, this shows, though, that these companies have been working behind the scenes already with the awareness of this that was going to pass. Potty Power, interesting, an Irish company coming into yep. America now, continuing the theme of Will Hill, of course, a British company. Yeah. Well, we go down, to, we're in Vegas, how many Will Hill kiosks do we have there? We go down to the SLS, we go down to all the places when I, where I stay on uh, Fremont Street, they're, they're, most of them are Will Hill kiosks. Like, I have my Will Hill card there when I, when I go to Nevada, right? When you step in there, that's, most of them are Will Hill. Would you not say? Gabe, out of the places that you yeah. go to, like, there's a million of them. Yeah, I know they have, they have Will Cantor Hill, Gaming, Will Hill, Gaming. Has, Will Hill has 
knock Cantor out of yeah. like being the the number one. The the more Cantor's still big, but Will Hill seems to be popping up everywhere. I didn't realize that uh, Patty Power was Betfair as well. Oh, it's Betfair. Okay, they own Betfair as well. Betfair is huge. Details of the acquisition of the offering are unknown, but it appears likely to be uh, below the one billion dollar valuation that FanDuel once enjoyed. That's wow. You said it, man. DraftKings will obviously be very interested in what uh, FanDuel sells oh, for. big time. <laughs> I don't know. I thought DraftKings owned FanDuel. I, I don't know what the yeah, percentage is. It's hard to keep it yeah, up. Yeah, it it is, but, I mean? but to your point. It would seem the possibility of a reverse merger with a special purpose acquisition company reported earlier this year is now on the back burner. Exactly a year ago. Um. Wow. So I didn't really. Patty Power got involved in fantasy sports a year ago by buying a site called Draft. Um, since then, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, see, here it is. Betfair, Patty Power have also already registered, Cam. Yeah. An online betting site in the state of New Jersey. Jersey. Smart. These are guys are getting the, they they already had their ducks in a row. That's just yeah, now now it's yeah, about yeah, implementation. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like everyone yesterday thinks get a big gold rush and stuff. Yeah, man. These guys, these big corporations, they're already ready, Ken. Yeah, I know. There's been one day and it's already leaking announcements. Boom. Yeah, yeah. They already registered in New Jersey for a website to run uh, sports betting out of Jersey. It's it's going to be interesting, though, because they're an Irish company. It's an Irish company setting up shop in New Jersey to gouge Americans. It'll work. <laughs> you know it will. Well, I'm well, not saying yeah, people will. Well, bet well, on yeah, it. yeah, that's. I'm just stating that. Are they going to give license to everybody? Kind of sounds that way, doesn't it? I don't know. It kind of defeats the purpose of like trying to save Atlantic City and then turning around yeah. and giving Patty Power a license. That's a really good point you bring up there. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It sounds. Are like we going to give the Chinese a uh, license too? If they got low juice. <laughs> You know what it comes down to, Gabe. Customer you see, satisfaction. You see, uh, the, you see the story about these ZTE phones. No, I, mean, I used to have a ZTE. I did too. Actually, I my have, brother gave me a ZTE. I phone. have a ZTE phone. ZTE phone in this yeah. place somewhere. Actually, I think right there's on one in my sock drawer. Yeah. yeah, I think I have an old phone that was a ZTE. Yeah, the Chinese are spying on you. Great. It's been off for a while, though. It's all, all they're seeing is underwear. I guess Socks. evidently, yeah, evidently uh, ZTE. Are made uh, with the intention of spying on everyone. Oh, how does ZTE? There's 52, uh, 50, 50 million of these phones in circulation, but they used to be cheap. Yeah, but they actually got kicked out of America because of espionage. It was discovered that the data, the Chinese government actually owns ZTE, and they were looking at everyone's data. So they were basically spying on 50 million Americans through their phone. So they were banned. They, they were put on a sanction list about you guys like Effer. You can't spy on people on the phones. You can't sell ZTE phones in the United States. For some reason, Donald Trump tweeted two days ago about how he's ordered the Department of Justice to allow ZTE phones to be sold once again. Now, it's very, very strange for that a guy strange. who has in America for his policy, right? Especially when you consider that these phones not only going to be competition with American companies, but that these phones are spying on Americans and Canadians for that matter. Yes. And um, it's crazy, Cam. They asked 
they asked like uh, 10 generals and CIA and NSA guys, would you use a ZT phone? I'm going to say were, the answer was zero. They were like, God, God no. no. <laughs> you're ask, you're said, asking generals. They said, yeah. should the average person use a ZT phone in America? They said no. no. They said no. But uh, Trump, uh, Trump's pushing for them to get back in business. So people are kind of wondering why. What's going on? Well, it turns out why that uh, Trump's organization got a $500 million grant. Oh, it sounds like yeah. money, money talks. Through the money. Chinese government, yep. through a back channel, through Indonesia. As uh, it turns out, Trump's opening up a theme park in Indonesia. Oh, nice. And one of the conditions <laughs> of the theme park and everything running smoothly and getting the permits. Yes. Was uh, ZTE getting back in business? Get, get these phones back in circulation, baby! Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. That episode of The Simpsons. I remember when he that, might be dra- they, he they, might be draining part of the swamp, but there's a lot of crap in the other end. Remember, Bart, remember in Bart, they wanted uh, when he, he wanted that super bike that Homer wouldn't buy for him because he watched that cheesy '80s television show yeah, yeah, yeah. and he started <laughs> to learn everything like the father there, and then the and then the Chinese kid. Da- hey, what's your dad doing at the nuclear plant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They had a couple of those episodes, too. And they did the other one where they had an exchange student where Bart basically went to France and they were putting uh, bad stuff in the wine and he couldn't learn French and he had to escape. And yet the guy that Homer picked, a little Pepsi or whatever. down that route a few times. <laughs> there was the, the Albanian kid. Yeah, that's what he was. The spelling kid. Sparrow, who's actually... Sparrow to nest. Sparrow yeah, to yeah, nest. He was actually <laughs> interested. Yeah, I know. He... Oh, Homer. Homer's Daddy. like, my, my son doesn't care about my work at all. He's like, oh, I'd like to learn everything. He goes, can you show me the blueprints? And Homer it's like, oh, oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Restricted he gets, access. He gets the blueprints for him. I know. The best is restricted access. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we can come on here. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, thank you, Homer. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> it's true. That the, Simpsons, so the, Chinese, the Simpsons is so ahead of its time with Bart and the spying and the Major League Baseball. Bart goes crazy on Ritalin. Focusing, yeah, Ritalin. Focusing, yeah, exactly. And they're yeah, like, Ritalin uh, is focusing. They think he's crazy. <laughs> and because uh, he thinks Major League Baseball is spying on him everywhere he goes. <laughs> Mark McGuire shows up at the end. Little Bart is right. Major League Baseball, we are spying on him. We're spying on everyone for the matter. You want me to tell you why we're spying on you, or you want me to hit some dingers? And everyone's yeah. like, dingers! 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 <laughs> This, no, you bring up a good point, though, Gabe. This is going to be. So like... I guess the ch- Chairman Mao now knows that uh, I, don't know, I bet on sports. Great. So you can have it on my phone. Yeah, exactly. I might. I met a weed dealer. Yeah. Bet on some sports. Yao Ming. This whole thing. Everyone's so paranoid about their information being shit. I don't know. My life's kind of an open book. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the thing is, they're already doing it. Oh, to my you. data was sold. Yeah. yeah. No. Wow. No. No. Because I get I get these things and I don't even know how it happened because I got this stupid phone. But it basically right gives the articles that you care about. Right. So at the top. You get the gambling news, and then you get the DFS and whatever. Like, they've already gone through. Like, they basically do the work for me. It's like I wake up in the morning and go, oh, sports, gambling, <laughs> food. You know, they got everything I need right there. They're already, they're already categorizing my stuff. I'm getting a lot of pop-up banners for uh, Filipino mail-order brides. They must think <laughs> I'm lonely. Well, <laughs> well, we did talk about the sex bots in a couple uh, segments uh, <laughs> down the line. You said they were no, pretty, no, no, pretty high-quality sex bots. I got ad block uh, put in here right now, so I don't, I don't see this crap. But what's, what is funny is uh, I got this new computer, and I had no, I had no like history in this computer at all. Right, it's brand new. So I didn't have ad block put in at first for the first couple of days. I just didn't think about it, you know. So. 
It, I actually was getting weed pop-ups. Really? Yeah, which is very, very strange. Like, I don't, I never bought weed online. I don't oh, really yeah. talk about weed online that much. I don't know why my computer's trying to sell me weed. Local dispensary or just? Uh, yeah, like online, yeah. buy weed online yeah, type of yeah, places. Okay. Interesting, very interesting. Yeah, so how do they know this stuff? I don't know. Oh, they maybe watch you smoke a joint. <laughs> what were they yeah, doing? Watch like, the computer. They're right. Hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I don't know how they know. I'm just sort of. I just sort of assume that they do know. Yeah, they do know. I think. I. I think they know a lot of stuff. It's true. All right. So, uh, FanDuel would offer a database of millions of DFS players, some active, some not, that would seemingly be primed for a conversion to the sports betting platform. That's what Betfair is counting on. FanDuel's offers a different demographic uh, than uh, they've reached uh, before. It gives them another acquisition of potential betters, blah, blah, blah. It all goes back to the betting here. You know all the DFS guys that we know, they're also gambling on the side, too. They'll put DraftKings lineups for golf, and then they'll and put 50 bucks on a guy. Basically, the gist of it is here as well. FanDuel has a bigger brand recognition name in the U.S. than uh, Patty Power or Betfair does. Yep. So, like I said, they're going to funnel their betting operation onto FanDuel. FanDuel, DFS, gambling lines, everything. It's yeah. a one-stop shop. It's kind of like, yeah, like you don't have to go to the store if uh, if everything's in one place. That is correct. Hey, man, you got liquor, you got you got food, you got everything. That's what I was saying. It's just uh, it sounds like a pretty convenient place to go. MyBookie.ag. Yes. Can, uh, they got a nice horse book uh, over there. Love horses, man. The Preakness is this weekend too. Yeah, we'll what, see what happens. What's uh, justify? What are the odds? I haven't even got. I haven't got to the odds yet, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna be breaking it down later on. I can tell you that. Justify though, I believe, when I watch that horse run, Gabe, and you 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 sometimes you just look at horses and animals and go, you know what, this horse looks special, running in the slop. I I, I have a feeling we have a triple crown threat. I think they'll take down the Preakness. The question is Belmont. That horse is gonna win the first two legs. I'm not betting against them. Castellano says that uh, the horse is uh, fine. Looks no different than he did before the Derby. No damage after the Derby. Scary. Good magic is in the race once again.